Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the Christian Music Industry Podcast. I am your guide in the music industry, Wisdom Moon, and your host of the podcast. And I'm so glad that you decided to join me today because today we're going to be talking about something very, very practical that I feel every artist needs, which is how to get more organized. So I want to share seven tools to help you be more organized, especially going into the new year. But I feel like it's one of those things uh, that I'm going to talk about today that really can be applied at any time of the year. It doesn't have to be you know, at the beginning of the year. Uh, but as you're thinking about your goals, what you want to accomplish in the new year in 2023, I think this is a great time to talk about this. Uh, so one of the biggest things that I've seen uh, working with hundreds of artists over the years, uh, both you know at uh, record labels where I was working with artists and handling their marketing, and also uh, as an agency o- owner um, where we work with many artists, churches, labels, uh, managers, bands, Uh, One of the biggest challenges that I see consistently across the board is organization, you know, tools to help the team and yourself be more organized. So I am a huge believer in creating systems and processes, because when you have systems and processes, it helps you avoid things from, you know, falling through the cracks from you uh, forgetting to get back to somebody, forgetting to post about your new release uh, or your pre-save, you know, it's a couple weeks out. And there's some critical things, even, you know, forgetting to show up at an event you're supposed to perform at. These are all things that can, you know, happen to any of us if we don't have the right systems and processes. So I've gone through a lot of iterations of what I use uh, to be organized. And uh, just to give you a little bit of context, so I'm a dad, uh, husband. We have four kids, 17 through seven years old. We have a lot going on as a family. So just right there, you know, we have uh, just a lot to navigate. All the kids have uh, different activities that they're involved in outside of school. And some of that involves me, you know, dropping off kids in the morning, uh, picking up kids to from certain activities after school and things like that after work. And then there's uh, the worship leading side. I am the uh, worship and creative arts director at my local church in Kansas City, and uh, I'm part time, but. There is a you know commitment level there. Uh, we have Wednesday night rehearsal. We have probably around 20, 30 people um, you know within planning center and people that were you know coordinating. Um, everybody pretty much as a volunteer, you know, so uh, coordinating teams every week, coordinating songs, planning out things, 
Uh, I personally like to have songs in planning center uh, at least a week and a half or two weeks out so uh, that everybody has time to, you know, practice on their own. And one thing that this is like a bonus tip, I guess, one thing that uh, when I uh, stepped in as the worship leader at my church that I was intentional about is what words do we use as a team to describe what we do, you know, Wednesday night when we get together to go over songs versus what you do at home before that or after that. So uh, what I mean by that is when I stepped in, I said, hey, what you do uh, Wednesday night here as a team when we get together to prepare for Sunday morning, that's called a rehearsal. And what you do at home on your own, that's called a practice. So I need you to come prepared and I need you to practice at home before you show up to rehearsal so that you're not showing up to rehearsal and learning the songs. You're familiar with the song. You're familiar with your part, you know, your role in that song. And then we can all come together and rehearse as a team. So that's a bonus tip that doesn't really, I guess, have uh, something specific to do with um, getting organized as an artist. But uh, I think that's really helpful, especially if you're involved uh at your church as a worship leader, or you have a band that you're, you know, coordinating. But let me get into the seven tools to help you be more organized. So, oh, the other context too, I, I forgot to mention is I, um, I run a marketing agency. We have actually basically two agencies. One is called Marketing with Wisdom, which is uh, really focused on helping nonprofits with their marketing. And then we have Christian Music Marketing, which you've heard a lot on this podcast. And that's the agency that helps uh, get the word out about Christian music. So whether you're an individual artist, a band, a label, a church, you know, a variety of different scenarios, uh, we focus on helping artists get their Christian music out there and uh, how you define Christian music. That's a whole nother topic for another podcast. Uh, but basically, you know, if you consider yourself a Christian artist, we're here to help you with your marketing. So uh, the last thing I'll share is I also um, started a label in 2021. So I oversee that as well. It's called Lula Street Records. Uh, so the awesome thing is that I've been able to uh, build a team around each uh, agency and the label. And so it's not all up to me. I'm not the one, you know, managing everything, but I do know, you know, what's going on in every aspect. And uh, I'm, in, I'm pretty involved, you know, I'm pretty hands on. So uh, there's a lot for me to manage. Obviously, there's some other things, miscellaneous things as well. But um, here are seven things that I feel like would really help you as an artist. And I'm not sharing, you know, all the tools that I utilize because I am not an artist. Uh, I see myself more as a coach to an artist and having worked with both signed artists and independent artists, uh, I, I do feel like uh, organization and developing your organization, organizational skills uh, will really help you not miss out on opportunities that you have and also just 
uh, have a more um, more like even just a peaceful approach to life. You know, when you're more organized, your life doesn't feel as chaotic. So, number one thing I want to share the the first thing, uh, and I put this as the first thing intentionally because I think this is super important for an artist is use a digital calendar. I personally use Google Calendar, but you can use whatever calendar app you want to use. But use a Google Calendar and put everything on the calendar because it's one thing to use a calendar or have a calendar app. It's a whole other thing to actually use it and use it every single day for everything. So whether you have you know multiple things like myself, I, I have um, the church role, I have a family uh, we have family schedules and then I have business stuff, uh, but I I put everything on one calendar so that I can see everything in one place. I color code things on my uh, Google calendar so I know, oh, this color means it's a family thing. This color means this is a church thing. This color means I'm out of the office. This color means, you know, uh, I need to have this time blocked out from meetings. And so uh, on average, I would say... Uh, actually, I could probably look it up on my Google Calendar because they have a little feature now uh, that shows you how many meetings uh, you typically have and things like that. So uh, it's a handy tool to really help you understand, okay, this is how much time meetings take uh, or for yourself, like how much time I'm spending in co-writes or you know, just writing songs and things like that. Um yeah, so for myself, looks like when I account for everything going on, there is about uh, 20 hours, uh, at least last week. Well, yeah, it's November, so things are, are a little bit quieter because of the holidays. So last week I had about 20 hours where I didn't have something going on already, like that's blocked off. Uh, a lot of times in a day, I might have seven to eight, sometimes nine meetings. And it's really important for me to keep track of, you know, what's going on so that I don't miss meetings. Uh, so I show up to things on time. That's a big thing for me. I I uh, prioritize showing up to, you know, meetings on time to show that I respect the other person's time. Uh, but when you're using Google, Google Calendar or whatever ca- calendar app, make sure that you have it, you know, on your devices, whether it's a, your phone or iPad, and then also on the computer, you can set up an app uh, for for Google Calendar using like a third-party app, uh, which I can go into if you guys have any questions about that. But using a calendar and making sure, like, if you have somebody that you talk to about writing together, put that in the calendar. If you have something coming up that's a preparation meeting for an event put that in the calendar if you have a dental appointment put that in in the calendar if you are committed to writing songs and spending let's say you know eight hours every week writing songs put that in the calendar uh i've heard someone say you know if if it's not on the calendar it's not going to happen if it's not scheduled if you don't put it on your calendar, it's not going to happen. So uh, that's the number one thing uh, that I want to share. You know, first of all is you know use a digital calendar. 
it's harder to lose a digital calendar versus a physical calendar. And your digital calendar can, you know, send you notifications, remind you, you know, 15, 30 minutes before uh, you have a meeting or an event um, so that, you know, if you are in the middle of something, it reminds you that you have something else coming up. A physical calendar can't do that. Number two, this is related to digital calendars, use a tool like uh, Calendly or Acuity Scheduling to create links for people to use to schedule times with you when you're available. So as an artist, for example, let's say you uh, connect with another artist or songwriter and you guys are talking about collaborating. And, you know, it's hard when you're going back and forth via text or email to really lock down the date. And then when you can't lock down the date, you end up pushing it out. And then next thing you know, it's the end of the year and you still haven't connected with that person. So what I actually have, uh, I use Acuity Scheduling, but you could really use either one. And I create different links that I send out to people. So if I have somebody that wants to connect about uh, potentially working with us as an agency, I might send them a link for a 15-minute initial discovery call. If I have a client that's wanting to meet uh, to talk about their marketing and do more of a private consulting, I might send them a link for a 30-minute or 60-minute private call. Uh, I have links for a lot of variety of different things. And what this allows me to do is basically it syncs up to my Google Calendar. So immediately all the meetings I already have, all the commitments that I already have on the calendar, they don't show up for that person that clicks on the link to schedule time with me so that, you know, those times uh, just automatically won't show up. And then also I can put buffers in between meetings and I could say, hey, I, I want a 15 minute buffer before and after each meeting so that I have a, you know, a chance to go to the bathroom, a chance to grab water or whatever it might be, or just to, you know, catch my breath before meeting with somebody else. Um, and then you can also block out or set a recurring schedule. So you could say, you know, every Monday and Wednesday between you know two to six is when I want to make myself available for co-writes. So you can just set that as your recurring availability. And then it also, you know, overlays like anything you already have. So when you send that link to the other co-writer, the only options they see are your your availability for those time slots that you've set where you don't already have a commitment. So it basically helps you not to have to think about it, not to have to coordinate back and forth um, the calendar their scheduling app already, you know, converts the time zone differences for you and for the other person. So it makes it super easy. You know, you just send the link. The other person has to just check their calendar uh, and compare it to your availability. And then they can book it right there. And you can also integrate it with Zoom or Google Meet and things like that. Uh, there's different integrations. So uh, I highly recommend using that as a tool because it will save you a lot of time, a lot of back and forth, and you'll be surprised how many more 
uh, intentional connections you can have when you use a tool like this. So Calendly, I believe, has a free version that you can try out. I don't know if Acuity scheduling does or not. Uh, mine just, I think, comes with a software that I use. It just is a part of that software uh, that I, it's a perk that I got from, from them. So uh, you can check out either of those. Third, I want to share about a project management system. There's a lot of them out there. Um, I feel like every year there's been you know two or three new ones that pop up. But one thing, one that I've used for a long time, and I started using it when I was uh, doing marketing at Integrity Music. We didn't have a project management software, and we definitely saw a need to because we were growing as a team and we had you know people working in different areas not all like in the same office and so uh it was a great way to uh keep each other accountable and also uh create some transparency around like what is happening around this release so the app that i've used for years is called asana a-s-a-n-a -A -A. uh there's other you know great ones out there as well but uh, I've tried a lot of different ones. Uh, personally, Asana is my favorite. There's a newer one that a lot of people are talking about right now. It's called Notion. And actually, I do use Notion, but I use it more as like a reference uh, software where I keep my notes. So one thing I do with Notion is I put all my content ideas for social media content, for podcast podcast content, blog content, things like that. Uh, so it's kind of like my go-to notes app nowadays. But Asana is what I use for managing so, um, managing projects and tasks. So the great thing about Asana is that you can change the way you view your projects or your tasks. So let me pull that up right now. Uh, so you can go to go into Asana. It's a, you know, they have a free tier. We use the paid tier at our agency because we just have a lot of different projects and we need additional features and things like that. Uh, but once you create a project in Asana, you can uh, get an overview. There's an overview tab uh, and then there's a list view. So if you just want to see, you know, the list of tasks that you have in the project. So for example, Let's say you have a release on March 1st coming up and you create a project. Let's say your song is called, I don't know, uh, Coffee, because <laughs> I have a coffee on my desk right now. So let's say your song is called Coffee. It's releasing on March 1st. Uh, you can create a project that says Coffee dash, you know, March 1st. And then you would want to put in all the things that you need to be doing between now and March 1st and then even beyond. And so once you do that, you can assign it to whoever. So if, if you have a team, this is a really great tool. You can assign it to different people on your team. You can uh, look at it. Each person can customize how they look at it. So if you prefer looking at it in a, a list view, you can do that and just click on list and view everything in a just you know like a checklist uh and then we'll show you who is assigned to and the due date 
You could also sort it by due date, which is my preference. The other way to look at it is a board view. So if you've used uh, things like Trello, it's kind of similar to that. You have different columns and basically each column has the tasks under it. So you can categorize the tasks. Uh, we use it also for like keeping notes on clients or different projects. So we have like a tasks column and then a notes column. And then we have some other columns depending on the project. You could also click on a section called timeline. So if you want to look at it more as a timeline view, you can do that. You can look at it as a calendar view. So for example, this is a great way to schedule out your social media content. So what we do with our social media and then also uh, release dates of our clients. Uh, we also manage social media for a lot of our clients. So each client that we work with has a calendar in Asana and we plug in content and we're able to plan out content for, you know, indefinite uh, number of weeks. And we can communicate within that uh, content idea. So, you know, a great thing about Asana uh, versus just going back and forth on email is that when you create a task in Asana, uh, people, anybody can within that project or within that task can actually comment on that task. So you have a conversation about that specific task and it doesn't get lost and mixed up when random emails, you can find everything about that, all the communication about that task in that task. So the calendar view is really great uh, and you can color code things on the calendar. Uh, and then they have some rules that are really super helpful for me. Uh, so for example, uh, I have certain rules within my Asana. So like one, for example, um, when I go to my, they have a tab that says my tasks. If I go to that my tasks section, uh, which I do every morning, when I go in there, all the uh, tasks that are due today all rise to the top because I have hundreds and hundreds of tasks in Asana. Uh, so they all show up uh, at the top. And then I also have a customization like rule set up so that the next section that I see in my tasks is all the tasks that are due tomorrow. So I do a lot of custom customization in Asana that helps me not just get the picture for like what's due today, but also what's coming up, you know, so I can start planning ahead and go, okay, tomorrow I have all this, this due in the next, you know, 30 days I have these things due and it's all automated, which is awesome. Uh, and then I'll also, I have things tagged in my Asana uh, and you can create whatever tasks you want. Um, but my tasks are, or tags are high impact, medium impact, low impact. Uh, I have a tag also that just says ads because I manage a lot of our clients ads. Uh, I have a tag that is my church. Um, I have a tag that's personal. It's just called personal because I put personal tasks in there as well. So I won't bore you with all like the Asana uh, hacks and all of that. But uh, the main thing to, you know, take away from this is Pick a project management system software and actually use it. 
you know. And if a, something like Asana is too much for you and you just want to keep it super, super simple, you know, even just a simple remind, reminders app on your iPhone is enough. Like The important thing with any of these tools is that you actually use them because if you don't use them, it doesn't matter how cool and how many features a tool has. It's just useless because you're not using it and it, you know it's not really helping you if you're not using it. So that's the main takeaway I would say with something like Asana. You need to, you know, get familiar with it. You know, there's tons of tutorial videos on YouTube and their website. And then just stick with it because there is a learning curve to most of these tools. So it may take you, you know, a couple of weeks of using it to get familiar with it, to really get comfortable and know how it functions and how best to customize it for your needs. So stick it out for, I would say, at least 30 days. And then maybe after 30 days, reevaluate, hey, is this is this a tool that uh, that I enjoy using? Because if if it feels like work and if if it feels uh, confusing after 30 days, it might not be the right tool for you. So number four is a social media management software. And there's a lot of them out there. Uh, there's, you know, ones that have been around for a long time, like Hootsuite, Buffer, I've used both of those. And then there's like newer ones out there that, uh, you know, they all have pros and cons, uh, in my opinion, because I've spent hours and hours researching these different, you know, social media management tools. And then also uh, certain social media platforms have their own like scheduling uh, features and things like that. But I like using social media management software that's like a third party because you can pull all of your social media profiles into one place versus having to go here to post about, you know, schedule posts here. And then you have to go over here to post on this platform. Uh, a good software allows you to post on all the platforms that you want to from one place. So we actually have a software that we uh, actually give access to to our clients uh, that we can use with them or we have certain clients we don't manage, manage their so social media but they have access to the software so uh, if you're interested in software that we use um, or you know if you just want to explore you can just you know type in uh, social media management software into Google try out like I think all of them pretty much have free trial periods so you can try them out, see what you think. Uh, but again, it's one of those things like you, you'll want to get familiar with it and then try using it for a few weeks and see if it's the right fit, the right tool for you. Uh, but I think using a social media software is helpful because it helps you be consistent with posting. Uh, a lot of, like the one that we use, uh, it allows you to put, your uh, kind of like your content schedule in there so you can uh, have let's say like every monday at 9 15 a.m there's a slot and then you know every tuesday at 7 p.m there's a slot and you can basically create content in your software and then hit you know add to queue and then we'll just add it to your upcoming queue you know for the next available spot uh you could set a different schedule and different queues for the different platforms. 
So whether it's Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you can set your different schedules. You, a lot of them you can also pull in your comments and DMs, which is really helpful. So you can go into one place and see all those without having to, you know, jump from one platform to the next. So yeah, if you want to check out our software, um, it is only available to our clients right now. Um, but you know, it's one of those uh, benefits of working with us. So if you're interested in that, head over to christianmusicmarketing.com, click on apply to work with us, and uh, we'll send you information on our packages that we offer artists. The fifth fifth tool that I want to share with you is an email marketing tool called Active Campaign. And what I love about Active Campaign is it has a really affordable, you know, kind of like the basic tier. Uh, I think it's about $15 a month. Uh, it, it's right around $15 or $17 a month. Um, and it has really a lot of the bells and whistles that you really need as an artist. And so one of the big things, obviously, when you're uh, growing you know, as an artist and you're wanting to create this community is you need to have a way to be able to communicate with your community directly. So a lot, a lot of times I talk to artists and, you know, they either don't have an email list or their email list is less than a thousand people, uh, or they could even have a bigger, bigger email list, but they just haven't communicated with their community through email consistently. So my recommendation is email your community, your email list once a week and, uh, approach the content of your email as like, how can I add value to my community? How can I make somebody's day better this week? Not, hey, what, what can I get people to do for me this week? What can I promote to my list this week? But how can you actually help people that are on your email list? Because everybody's going through stuff. Everybody has challenges. If you can identify who you are serving, who you are called to serve, then you can identify how you can help them. And, you know, one of the best ways that you can, you know, build your community is through direct communication where you're not reliant solely upon social media um, or ads. But, you know, growing your email list allows you to communicate to them directly uh, and really nurture that relationship. So Active Campaign is a great tool. We'll link to all of this in the show notes. Um, but it allows you to easily have, you know, sign-up forms for your email. But it also allows you to have a, what's called an email capture. And you can set up basically something that you're giving away for free. And this probably should be a whole other podcast. But basically, you can give people something for free in exchange for their email and then once they give you their email, you can start to uh, drip out emails every couple of days. This is all like automation. So you can set up all of this ahead of time. And then once you set it up, you set it and forget it. And it does the work for you and helps you grow your email list. So yeah, maybe we'll do an email, uh, a podcast on that in the future, just about email marketing. So number six is utilizing Google Drive slash Google Sheets, Google Docs. So I don't know if you uh, 
co-write with a lot of people yet, but if you haven't, uh, then you may not be familiar with this. But I would say, you know, most songwriters, especially in Nashville, use Google Docs when they're co-writing because you can, you know, in real time see each other's edits and ideas within the same doc. And when you have, you know, three, four people in the room, it's really helpful for everybody to be able to able to pull that up on their computer or their mobile device and be able to collaborate, you know. So Google Docs, I think, is a really great um, software, you know, for you to co-write and even just write by yourself on uh, because it is saved in the cloud. It's a great way to put down even thoughts and ideas and brainstorm, you know, different things. Uh, as an agency, we do a lot of brainstorming for our clients' marketing campaigns and social media strategy. And uh, most of us are remote, you know, not all of us are in the same office. So we do video conferencing and then um, our project manager pulls up our Google Docs or one Google Doc. And as we're brainstorming, she'll put in the ideas that we're talking about and then uh, send that out to the team after the brainstorm so that we all have access to it. And then from there, we take all the ideas that we, you know, we sift through and we want to implement and then we create a marketing uh, presentation, basically a marketing plan out of that. So that's a great tool, Google Docs. And then Google Sheets, I think is a really great tool for keeping track of things. Like, for example, if you're pitching to playlists on your own, it's a great way to keep track of, okay, this is the playlist I pitched to. This is how many uh, likes they have on the playlist. This is the curator. This is their Instagram account. This is when I first reached out to them. And you can kind of do that for really any kind of uh, outreach, like media outlets, if you're reaching out to radio, if you're reaching out to folks in the music industry and things like that. So I, uh, in our team, uh, we utilize Google Sheets a lot uh, to just keep track of things. We even keep track of uh, ad campaign spend and uh, performance on ads on Google Sheets for our clients. Uh, so, and actually tied into that is the seventh tool I want to share, which is an analytics dashboard. And what I mean by analytics dashboard is a one place where you can go to see all your analytics, your metrics, your data. And it, it's kind of hard to do that with um, just, you know, just going to like Instagram. You're only going to see your Instagram analytics or if you just go to TikTok, you're only seeing TikTok analytics. But having an analytics dashboard that allows you to pull data from all the different sources is super helpful. So we actually utilize one um, internally as well as for our clients. And we basically plug in their different platforms, including you know things like Active Campaign. Uh, we could plug in, you know, our client's website and Google uh, Google Analytics. We can pull in ad campaigns and basically create this dashboard that's fully customized to show our artists that we work with how things are performing online. And, you know, numbers isn't everything, but it does give you a good picture of your health and your growth trajectory and things like that. So I would uh, highly recommend utilizing a dashboard like this. Um, you can just, you know, Google 
once again, Google is a great tool. So you can Google that and, you know, check out different ones. And then for our clients at different packages, we include that for them and uh, we set it up for them and customize it for them and everything. And uh, I think it's really important for artists to, to be able to see, you know, where they started kind of like their baseline and then to be able to go, okay, uh, is my account on Instagram seeing engagement and growth and engagement and followers and things like that. And, you know, not just post because everybody is telling you to post on that platform, but actually be able to over time see, okay, this is how much uh, resources and time I've put into this platform and okay, I'm seeing growth. And so it makes sense for me to continue to invest more into this platform or, you look at a platform and it's really not doing much, you know, even though you're posting every day, for example, uh, let's say Twitter, maybe you're posting every day on Twitter and after three months, you're really not seeing any growth or engagement. And so it gives you a good picture of where you're spending your time and then what kind of uh, response you're getting from folks, because ultimately you're wanting to, you know, reach more people through all these platforms, but you're, if you're not seeing that, then it may not make sense for you to continue to invest in it. So those are the seven tools that I wanted to share with you. I hope it was helpful. If you have any questions, if you want me to dive deeper into any of this, let me know, uh, just email us podcast at christianmusicmarketing.com. And we would love to dive deeper into any of this. Um, and, you know, answer any questions that you may have, but be sure to check out the show notes on christianmusicmarketing.com. Head over to the blog section and you'll be able to, you know, uh, explore the tools that we talked about today. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram, at Christian Music Marketing. See you next time.